Good afternoon and welcome back to another Super Coach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to talk about my weekly team review and also to answer some of your questions. Uh, as we always start off, uh, reach out to us on our social media, uh, Super Coach Insider and 100 on Twitter. Uh, we've got the YouTube, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud and Spotify. Um, really love the fact that people have been subscribing, sending us messages, um, commenting. You know, it's all fantastic to actually sit there and talk with the Supercoach community. Um, it's growing by the day and it's good to see some of our listeners are doing really well and have started off the season uh, and getting those rankings up high. Um, for those who haven't, we, um, we'll try to work on that. And those who have, well, we'll do our best to try to keep you up but near the top. Uh, so starting off with me this week, uh, I scored uh, 21.65. The graphic will come up for those who are listening at home. Um, things were looking really good up until the Sunday. Um, and unfortunately, like a few people out there, we um, we faced some difficulties with some injuries. And I'll get into that when I look at my team. So currently sitting 7,244 overall, which was a round drop of about 4,300. Um you know, disappointing, but in saying that, it's um, you know, it's it is one of those things. I think 150 more points put me up to about 1,200, so it's not the end of the world. So anybody inside sort of that top 10,000, you're probably sitting 200 points from the top 200, uh, from the top 1,000. So you know, just little things each week, different captains, um, being a little bit more aggressive with some trades can see you straight back up there. So not always lost at the moment, uh, which is always a good thing. Um, and, you know, it's a, as we keep saying, it's a, it's a, you know, a journey, not, you know, just an overnight, uh, uh, you know, thing for this. And, you know, we've got to just uh, keep plugging away and getting, hopefully not getting caught off with too many injuries. So going through my team, um, the disappointing thing was I had McRae vice captain, but didn't get the captaincy off him. Uh, didn't get the captaincy on a loophole because I only had Hayes and I was at the Eston Adelaide game. Um, with Rochelle and Martin playing then, and I didn't have another um, option to put McRae on. So I was originally looking at Neil and McRae, but once Connor came in, um, I took the VCF Neil, thought I'd put it on McRae. Um, I was pretty confident with Cripps as a captain anyway. He was 30, 20 minutes into the first quarter, so that was looking like a good choice. Um, I could have taken the risk and put Hayes on um, and then still whip the captaincy off him if he was still to be named. Um, the problem I was worried there was I was confident Martin or Rochelle would probably go at least 70, maybe 80. And if Hayes was to come on late and only score like a 10, um, you know, I could be costing myself 60, 70 points, which it would have ended up being that because Martin still scored 84 and I went Martin over Rochelle. Um, and then, yeah, I was thinking, well, yes, McRae scored 158, but then Cripps has only got to get to sort of 100 and then he'll be much better than him. And he was always going to do that unless he went off injured. And unfortunately, as a lot of us have, um, he went off injured. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things that happens in footy. Um, and sometimes, yeah, it's just best to, if you can take that loophole option. Unfortunately, it didn't happen for me. Um, so apart from that, you know, I'm pretty happy with how my team's shaping with the, all the rookies at the moment. I um, my, One of our co-hosts here, Chris, unfortunately missed out on getting Martin. So, you know, for those who already have him in, which is a lot of us, um, that's not an issue at all. Um, I really like the uh, the rookies and their break-evens. There's still a lot of cash to be made. Um, my back line was short, Chris, Hall and Hewitt. Yeah, Hall, you know, got himself to 97, which was 
good, but he's still sort of losing a bit more cash than I would have liked. But in saying that, sort of Lloyd um, didn't have a great game. Stewart pulled out. So some of those premium defenders aren't really doing so well outside of sort of Sam Doherty, which people are looking at. Um, so now I'm happy with that. Midfield with McDonald and Warden, yeah, I'd like them to just be scoring more. I think Mead will be help with Wines out this week. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Hayes will just decide on the rider decision. At time of recording, uh, rider's been given two weeks, but he's appealing. So we will see if, um, what happens there. And the forward line, you know, Rochelle, Martin looking great. Will Brody's been fantastic. And then Hugh Dixon, the news that Nick Nat will be out for at least two to three months has just shored up his job security and his scoring. So those who still have him and Rochelle, it looks really good. So for my cash making, I'm actually really happy with that. Barry as well, bouncing back with a 96, was even in that sort of tagging role of danger, managed to find the ball. Horn Francis and Dacos are flying. So yeah, overall, I'm pretty happy. And this week I could get away with either zero trades or one trade, but I am looking at a few different things. Um, I'll start off just talking about the vice captaincy captaincy this week. Um, Thursday night, Neil plays Collingwood. Friday night, a Friday afternoon or twilight for Good Friday, McRae's against North Melbourne. So most likely it's going to be Neil into McRae. And I'm expecting McDonald to be dropped. So he should become a loophole option. Um, if it's not, I'll just sort of think I'll be back in McRae anyway. And I probably should have done that last week against the Tigers. He just, you know, finds that ball so easy and, yeah, it's great. He's just been that option every week. He's been either my vice captain or captain, and he'll just continue to do so. Um, well done to those. I think he's super coach mama. She had a Gorn VC, and a few people did, and then they got sort of, as we say, kissed on the dick with Stuart pulling out or actually had some other loophole op- opening up. So, yeah, that was um, it was good for them, but so it was good to see Gorny bounce back. Now into what are things I'm thinking about this week. Um, so we've got the biggest issues, and I think that's the questions I'll be getting, is Hinge, there'll be Patrick Cripps, um, what to do about this ruck situation, and then Butters. Um, and then possibly if you're in a really good position and you don't have to deal with any of them, maybe what to do with Ward or a McDonald type. Uh, so for me personally, um, it's I, I don't like the idea of um, sort of bringing in an extra Backman because I'm still expecting Dacos to pick up dual position in the next sort of week or in a couple of weeks when the um, between round six and seven when those extra roles are added. Um, so I think that's going to take up a position. And I'm still, you know, hopeful, say a Pendlebury, possibly even a McGrath with the right role. Um, these guys could pick up dual position. So I kind of don't want to bring in Doherty, um, though he's still like, you know, I'm thinking about it. But, you know, we've said, um, I still don't have Jake Lloyd down there either. So I've sort of, if I went Jake Lloyd or Stewart or Doherty, that, you know, limits to me for um, no ability to bring in, say, a Pendles. And if Adams or Dugowie or somebody like that went down, you know, he'll move back into the midfield. So I kind of want to not fool my defence yet. Um, there was a couple of questions. I know people talking about having, I think uh, that could be Mitcheroos, about um, not have only having three def- premium defenders. So if you're in that position, yeah, then Sam Doherty makes it uh, makes it a lot easier. So for my defence, it's really only hinge and seeing what happens with him and his injury. He came off in that Essendon Adelaide game. He wasn't getting as much as the ball as I'd like, but he still, you know, he he continued to get loose down in the de- uh, back line. I would be playing sort of what Bowie was doing the week before and be 30, 40 metres from the play, getting himself as that spare man. 
um, just couldn't impact that play like yesterday. We're actually being really smart and short chipping the ball and that. So that um, that unfortunately uh, was a bit of an issue there uh, with um, with him. You know, he could have easily scored like sixty or seventy before he went off. But um, yeah, he still got a decent break even. I'd like to keep him, but after um, O'Driscoll for Fremantle scoring one hundred and four. Um, and even though he's gone up 40,000 to 167, it's kind of one of those things like, well, I kind of want that cash grab, great break even. So hinge to a Driscoll is probably the definite trade that I'll be doing this week. Um, yeah, as I said, I'd like to keep hinge, but the, you know, he's that dual position player, gives some more flexibility and, you know, he's going to make some cash. And unlike Bowie, who obviously, you know, did make some cash that first week, the second week he did quite well, but then, um, with the cash making, but not the scoring potential, it's sort of left owners in a bit of a bind of what you're going to do now. Where I think with uh, Adriscal being that bit cheaper, um, yeah, he, he's got more potential to sort of make that sort of that extra cash, especially with that 104 now being in his score and being that you know he was uh, you know hundred thousand dollars cheaper. So yeah, I really um, I think that's the definite trade. And then it becomes on what do I want to do? So Patrick Cripps, the rumor is it's not as bad as what we thought. And, you know, he could play potentially this week against Port Adelaide, a Port Adelaide team missing wines. Um, so there's a big temptation to want to keep him. Um, you know, obviously we know what Cripps can do when he's on the field. My worry now becomes, well, if he can go off with a minor hamstring like that, you know, these can reoccur. So I don't know if I actually want him um, in my side for that, if I want to get really aggressive and sort of try to upgrade him. I've got some options there. Um, and then the the other one around for me is, do I keep hold of Zach Butters after he's 57? So well done to those people um, who had Heaney instead of Butters from the start because Heaney's outscored Butters by about 150, 170 points now overall. So, you know, that's turned out fantastic. Um, Butters played more midfield in the second half and actually, you know, really increased his scoring because he's one of the lowest scorers on the ground at halftime. Um, so we hope with Wines being out this week and Kenny Hinckley, you know, needing to win, you've got to have him in the, in that. So, um, yeah, we, we're hoping that Butters will uh, get back into the midfield and have the rebound with at least an 80 or a 90. I'm not against people who want to look at the option of trading him if they're a bit worried about how he's going to go. But, you know, in saying that, um, I've picked him because I think he's going to be one of the premium forwards. And, um, yeah, I don't really want to continue to chase points. So that's the um, uh, that yeah that that's what I'm kind of thinking with Butters keeping him um, hinge down to O'Driscoll, but then Cripps and even Gorn is probably the or even Rowell for that um, comes into sort of more the decision making there. So I floated a couple ideas and, uh, up this week. Um, now if I wanted to be super aggressive, I was even considering Grundy, Rowell, and even Cripps and holding hinge if for whatever reason he was right for an extra week and looking at O'Driscoll, Bont and Steele coming in or it might be just as simple as hinge, Cripps out, Bont and O'Driscoll in. Um, I probably like that. Um, I know a lot of people are looking at Steele and I think Steele is a great get. You know, he he's probably bottomed out already. You know, he, he's going to get those 120s. I don't know if he's going to hurt as much with Gresham and all those other players in there. But he, uh, and I think Crouch and those Saints are playing really well and he's not having to carry the load as he normally does. But I, I still think, you know, he, as a 120-130 guy and as a safe captain option, yeah, still is a great pick. Um, we know Bont went on an absolute heater last year and looking up their fixture, they have some really good games 
um, coming up. Um, I don't know if I can actually share this for those who are for watching at home, but um, yeah, the Bulldogs fixture coming up. If I, if I sort of try to get it off my uh, McRae here, I'll share that for those people who are watching along. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am leaning towards my um, Bont more than Steel because they've got North Melbourne, Adelaide, Essendon, Port, Collingwood, Gold Coast, and West Coast. Um, there's not much of a softer fixture you can get. And the thing with the dogs at the moment being one and three, um, they have to win. So it's not like in previous times where oh, we'll just move Bont down the forward line or we'll rest or we'll look at some options there. Um, he um, has to, you know, he's their captain, he's their leader. He needs to be around that ball. And even if he had to go for those soft games, he can definitely kick some goals. So yeah, the, um, taking out Cripps, putting Bont in and using Bonters, even as a second option from McRae and some weeks and go, well, maybe I'll just stick the first captaincy on Bond if they're, if say Neil um, or Took was playing after him. Um, it's definitely an option there. Um, so I think still, as I said, it's going to be a bit more steady, but Bont's the one I'm um, looking at definitely targeting. So that's, that's that option. Um, the reason I brought Grundy up, as much as Grundy's scoring really well, um, we are absolutely blessed with uh, cheap rucks at the moment. So we've got at the at the moment, uh, well, Nick Nat's injury, so Dixon's security is up, and then they'll bring in Bailey Williams too. Didn't look so good when he sold rucked against North Melbourne, but still put out a 78, and we always talk about rucks really should able to get on the field and score 80. Um, so at 218K, I think he is, um, forward ruck is also an option to bring in as well. Um, a lot of people have, you know, want to still look at trying to get Tib English in. Um, there's obviously Cherry's going to get the um, dual position in a couple of weeks. Uh, well, Hayes, if Ryder doesn't um, get off his suspension, is going to probably be in the side for at least one week, maybe two. Uh, so that and then the big one is Proust, who's got suspended this week, uh, so he won't be playing this week, but he'll be next week in. And, you know, don't really want him R3 because he looks like he's going to turn up most weeks. So um, that's a definite option. And then we even had just some news in saying Lice, it's gone down. And Hayes, Sam Hayes, who's um, they've been sort of um, bringing through the sandfall for a number of years now, will be ready to go. So it's another option to look at. So my issue is probably, you know, if I bring Bruce in and then Hayes at 117K, or I think he is, or 123K, um, you know, start scoring sort of 80s as the number one ruck. Um, you got to able to give something up. So, would I rather Bruce on the bench and scoring the exact same as Grundy, which is giving me a nothing, or do I move Grundy on, um, put Bruce on field, and then try to bring in another premium? So, it's possibly a hold this week just so I can have a look at um, what Hayes does and I can wait a week. But if I wanted to get super aggressive, yeah, I could actually go Grundy straight to steal. And that's what I was sort of talking about before going, oh, well, could I bring in Steele and Bont in my midfield, um, which would then move sort of Raul Berry into that M6 position. And then from there, we, um, yeah, so I've got, I've got those, you know, premium midfielders and then I've still got a ruck scoring well. So as much as I don't really want to move, say, a Grundy on, um, just for the sort of points on field aspect um, and even sort of getting that cash gen with Hayes as a R3, um, is definitely something I'm considering. And then, and that's Sam Hayes, not Jack Hayes, who, yeah, who's available as well. So there's a situation where we could have five, six, seven rucks available for our forward line or 
um, even just as cheap rucks into in that R2, R3 position. So we're absolutely blessed with rucks. So the old set and forget hasn't sort of worked as well as it normally would. Uh, well done to those who have sort of got on wits or English again, because yeah, that's paid off really well for those people. And those who were here for my starting side um, know I was um, really looking at wits and really regret not doing it as uh, Benny Boy's sort of messaging me now. And that, and say he just woke up. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. Poor Benny's still recovering from uh, COVID, and I'm a bit uh, sore throat at the moment. I just had my uh, third jab, so that's why I sound a bit rusty this morning or this afternoon. All right, so um, <clears throat> some questions that I've had. Um, uh, Oliver, uh, yeah, he's a, he's definitely one to be looking at in say two weeks. Perfect world is the ball goes to him this week, and he sort of says sub eighty again. Um, so that was, uh, I think Tiss was talking to me about him. I wanted to, unfortunately had a stinker and VC Dolliver. So, but if you don't have him, um, definitely in two or three weeks, will be definitely somebody on your radar. So maybe even start freeing up some cash so you can get Oliver in, um, because everybody's going to get on him if he drops to sort of 550. Um, so, uh, definitely one, one there to look at. Um, Abdul, good Richmond man, um, 61% own Raoul. So by dumping him early, he becomes a pod. Good move. Uh, yeah, I don't mind that. And I've actually also considered about going Rail up to Steel. If I can get Steel and Bond in for Crips and Rail, um, it's definitely something I've sort of um, been floating around. And I was sort of talking to uh, Mitchell Roos about this the other day. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, I don't mind being aggressive. Um, you know, the, we always talk and I, I think Paul Geordie's could have copped a bit of flack about being aggressive and it hasn't worked out, but you know, we all play it in sort of different ways. Um, and you know, if I can catch up some points on field and hope that Raoul, well, it, it goes one or two ways. Like, yeah, Raoul comes out and scores and he's a fucking idiot. If Raoul scores only 60 or 70 again, still comes down and scores 120, you'll make some of those points up and you look like a genius. So yeah, I don't mind it, Abdul, um, especially if you're going up to somebody. Um, um, he was also talking about Chapman. I was considering him, but now changed my mind and went Sinclair Doc. Yeah, definitely. Sinclair looked so good coming off that half back line. It's, um, you know, it's funny that every year there's sort of somebody comes out of the blue. We had sort of Zeeborn Hall last year. Um, even like sort of Impey reminded me a lot of, uh, well, Daniel Rioli re reminded me a lot of Impey the year before. Sort of those change of roles. Um, halfbacks sort of find the ball at ease and Sinclair's sort of, uh, well, Sinclair's now the man down in St Kilda's back line. So, yeah, I don't mind that as much. Um, cheaper than Doherty. I think Doherty's probably the better player. Uh, well, he's the better player and he's, he's proven. Um, the only issue there, Saad, Williams, you know, at some point I think, you know, maybe Doherty sort of evens out a little bit more with his scoring, but the role looks fantastic. Well, I don't sort of see who's taking that off Sinclair. Um, you know, they've used Jimmy Webster a few, you know, in the past, a few years ago and stuff, but, you know, Highmore was playing in the, in the reserves. So it's sort of Sinclair that they're always looking at. So as a real pod, I don't mind that. Uh, I forget who asked me about Travis Boak too the other day. Um, definitely looks good this at the moment. Um, with wines out, he should go well again this week, though I think he might get some attention from Hewitt. Um, but at the same time, he seems to do that this every season starts off on fire and then sort of, you know, phases off a bit but then i think what's spoke now 34 years old so you kind of expect that you know um you know he's got the legs in the tank um and he's done all these pre-seasons so he can probably start the year off a bit more on fire but you know it does catch up so maybe not him compared to some of those other guys we're looking at but at the moment if you've started him you know fan you know my, i tip my hat to you 
Um, I think uh, Sean Fear asked me a question. English Heaney or Taranto for your forward line, especially if you're looking at trading at butters. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, as I said, I'm personally keeping butters, but I'm not against if you want to be aggressive and trade it. Um, you know, Heaney's absolutely on fire. Got sort of, he got a bit lucky on the weekend because he did kick those two important goals, which took his score from 80 to 130. Um, but yeah, couldn't knock that. Um, I think Taranto more long-term is a solid option. You know, he's, he's playing that midfield role. Toby Green will be back soon, which means he'll play more midfield. Um, so yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with Taranto. And Timmy English, well, you know, he's looking really good in that Ruckman. I think he's going to average 100. Um, I just don't know. It's one of those things. Is he is he going to have those other big scores in him? Probably some weeks and that. Um, but the problem is what happens when they do eventually play Steph Martin. Um, so you, you're splitting hairs there a little bit. Um, I'd say, Sean, if you need cover for your rucks, say you've got Proust or Wits in there, I'd rank English first. If you're a set-and-forget player and you've got Gorn and Grundy in there, then I'd put Taranto, then Heaney, then English. Um, but I don't think you can go wrong with either. If you've got the money for all, all of them, um, yeah, you know, sort of flip a coin and what, what you're like. Heaney's got a really soft draw coming up too. But, yeah, I, I like Taranto's midfield role a bit more than that. So, as I said, I'd have Taranto, Heaney, then English. But if you need the ruck, yeah, go English. That's a, that's a super question there, Shawnee. Uh, who else has reached out? Uh, oh, uh, Nico. Uh, as I said, good good off-spin bowl of this guy. Um, Bombers man um, has asked me about uh, Dusty. Still got Dusty. I don't know why you still got Dusty in your team, Nico. I'm pretty sure I told you that two weeks ago to trade him out. Um, yeah, you definitely have to look at one of those options that Sean's just brought up about Taranto, Heaney, or English. If you don't have one of them, jump on. If you have neither of them, as I said, maybe even go Taranto, um, but I'm not knocking you if you want Heaney or English because they're both great um, options. So definitely get on one of them, mate. Um, and then uh, it's I always muck up Mitch, but Mitch Akos, um on Twitter uh, reached out and asked me about Bowie and Ginevan to Doherty and O'Driscoll. Oh, yeah, no, I really, really like that, you know. Bowie's obviously um, peaked out in cash. You can get away with him for another week and could rebound and go really large. But, yeah, Sam Doherty's going really well. Get that cash for a Driscoll. Ginevan, unfortunately, um, yeah, it just didn't work out for him this week and that. And I think that's where uh, um, Chris is cursing himself because he brought in Ginevan instead of Martin. Um, so, yeah, no, Doherty, by all means, go and get that option in there. Um, yeah, so, no, I really like that. Uh, but, uh so he doesn't have crypt so yeah now that's you've worked out really well there so yeah people are going to be trading for that so yeah, you can go out and use those trades definitely um and yeah Raul, Raul seems to be another one i've got a few questions on and that's what i said abdul before it's one of those things you, you want to go up unless you really want to make cash and you think say you have bench cover if, if you're in a situation where you've got dacos or jason horn francis as your m9 um and you've got Rao on your field as well, then there's no real problem with trading, say, Rao down to an O'Driscoll, um, bringing them on field because they look pretty solid scorers, those, um, you know, those uh, expensive rookies. And then just keep that cash for a couple of weeks because then you can upgrade, say, your Berry or somebody else up, to, or you might still have Bowie and through loophole putting O'Driscoll back, you can bring in Petrarca or Oliver, especially if you don't have Oliver, um, both of them are going to, as I said, drop under 600,000. So you definitely want to look at that. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's some options there. 
uh, as I said, yeah, continue to reach out. I'm happy to answer some questions if you, you want to shoot me them on Facebook or Twitter and that, um, or the boys, Ben and Chris. Uh, I know Benny's traveling really well at the moment, apart from obviously his health, but we hope you uh, you get well there, Benny boy. Um, but yeah, no, happy super coaching everyone. And um, yeah, look forward to talking to you soon. So it should be a good week. And um, we're only a couple of weeks away from those dual position players, which will make things really exciting. So yeah, good luck. And um, we'll talk to you soon. See ya.